Is your child struggling with a specific subject or need help with homework? Are they asking questions that you're not sure you can fully answer? IXL Learning is an online learning program for kids. It covers math, language arts, science, and social studies. IXL is designed. This program will improve your kids' grades. Studies done in almost every state in the country. The kids who had IXL are consistently doing better. Powered by advanced algorithms, IXL gives the right help to each kid no matter the age or personality. And it doesn't have to eat up all your time. One subscription gets you everything for all the kids in your home, pre-K to 12th grade. So don't miss out. One in four students in the U.S. are learning with IXL. IXL is used in 95 of the top 100 school districts in the U.S. Make an impact on your child's learning. Get IXL now. And listeners can get an exclusive 20% off IXL membership when they sign up today at IXL.com audio. Visit IXL.com audio to get the most effective learning program out there at the best price. Zero Season 2, Episode 1. Welcome to the program. I cannot believe we've made it this far. This is like episode 52, technically. If you count the bonus episodes, it's like episode 900. So here we are. Phase zero, season two starts now. Welcome to the program. I am your host, Brandon Davis, joined today by Jenna Anderson. Hey, everybody. Season two, we're here. It it was so weird not being on the show last week. I didn't know what to do with myself. So happy to be back. Aaron Perrine is here. Big, big old day. Season two is here. We're all back. Everybody's refreshed. It's going to be a good time, everybody. Let's get into it. (laughs) It's going to be a time. (laughs) What's up, Jamie Girac? Can you hear me? Yes. I can. Oh, oh, wow. Beautiful. Look at that. Good morning. How's everybody doing? We're good. We're good. We're not as good as you being best friends with Sebastian Stan and having the same top two MCU rankings of 2021, though. Well, let me tell you, sometimes it feels good to be validated by the Sebastian Stan. (laughs) (laughs) I love that clip. That was great. I didn't get to see the unedited version where I could see your reaction, but I imagine it was something like getting real close to the camera, being like, oh, my God. (laughs) (laughs) Nailed it. Telling him you are absolutely right, but with your face. Um, But anyway, (laughs) today we are going to do a little preview episode of all of 2022's MCU Marvel content for Disney Plus and movies. That's going to include two Sony properties that are kind of MCU, kind of not. We don't really know uh, yet. (laughs) And uh, it's also going to include all the Disney Plus shows and all that stuff. Uh, And next week... We're going to rank them for which ones we are most excited for because we wanted to space out the chaos. I want to preface next week's episode by saying I'm excited for all of them. Like all uh, very there's there's I put that list together and I was like, I feel bad putting any of these in last because actually I am quite excited for all this stuff. There was one I didn't mind putting last. (laughs) Everything else was fine. Here we go. Hmm, I wonder which (laughs) I don't know which I'm. If you're talking about Morbius, you're wrong. Morbius looks really good, so I'm just saying. All right, so we'll see. We'll save that for next week, but clearly this was a nice teaser trailer for the chaos that will be uh, Season 2, Episode 2, a week from today. But a whole year has gone by almost since our first episode of Phase Zero. What a year it was. We accomplished many of the goals that we promised in our first episode, which was on January 15th, 2021. We also accomplished some that I didn't even know were goals, so that was cool too. Um, but we have, uh, we've grown a brilliant, fun, welcoming community that always has fun in the comments section, and we have landed on a really great rotation of hosts, as you're seeing the four of us here today, and Jail Self Viscardi. So if, uh, if it's your first time listening, welcome to the show. Happy 2022, and I hope you'll stick around because we love having 
you, hearing from you, learning with you, and sharing our stories, theories, wishes, and other fun things with all of you. Today's the 2022 preview show, so I think without further ado, we need to jump in. We kind of tried to draft uh, which titles we'd all be talking about. It ended up taking too long because none of us work the same hours, so we ended up kind of just some of us got what we wanted, some of us didn't. I hope everybody likes the titles they're talking about. I hope Jamie didn't get stuck with whatever's in last place for her. Uh, we'll find out next week. Um, but I'm going to kick us off. We're going to start with Marvel Studios films, then we're going to go to Sony Marvel movies, and then we're going to go to Disney Plus shows. All the things we're talking about today are expected in 2022, as we learned in 2020 and 2021. That doesn't guarantee any of this. Uh, a lot of this doesn't have release dates yet. We were just talking before the show, like, wait, when does Miss Marvel come out? So we really don't know. So I'm going to start off with Doctor Strange and the Multiverse of Madness. This may very well be the first... Marvel Studios project we get in 2022. Uh, so this movie is going to be insane. It's going to—it's the first direct sequel to Doctor Strange after the character debuted uh, and went on to appear in Infinity War and Endgame and Spider-Man No Way Home. And based on the first trailer alone, it's got everything from the first and a whole lot more. Benedict Cumberbatch back as Doctor Strange, Chiwetelji of Four back as Baron Mordo, Rachel McAdams back as Christine Palmer, Benedict Wong back as Wong, uh, and Elizabeth Olsen is added as Scarlet Witch, which is very, very exciting. <laughs> uh, this is what we're doing today. We're just going to run through it. So this is the episode that maybe you learned something that you didn't know about any of the movies or shows. If you ever have a friend who wants to know what to watch, how to get ready for 2022, share this episode with them. Um, and, and, and we're just going to run through all the movies here and shows. We also have in Doctor Strange and the Multiverse of Madness, the debut of Xochitl Gomez as America Chavez, a.k.a. Miss America. Miss America is a character from the Utopia Parallel, which is a whole other universe from our main MCU universe, uh, where she got her powers imbued by the demi Demiurge. Did I say that right? Is it the Demiurge or the demi dem Demiurge? I don't know. I think like, anything works at this point. <laughs> yeah, listen, it's it's your own imagination when you read in the comics. Uh, that's a like a sentient life force. It has ties to the Elder Gods. And a whole lot more madness. I don't know if we're going to dive into that lore, if we're going to see kind of different lures from comics merge into one for the movie. Uh, we'll get to that in, in a minute. Miss America has been a young Avenger. So as more and more young Avengers start to show up in the MCU, here we go. We got another one. Uh, her powers include super strength, speed, flight, and vulnerability, all that stuff. She can create star portals. She can travel from anywhere in her universe, or she can like traverse different universes. So that's going to be pretty useful as the multiverse expands. So uh, we got we did get our first kind of look at Miss America in the trailer for Doc Strange and Multiverse Madness. The interesting thing about this is going to be the sheer amount of characters popping up. I don't think anybody really understands how many characters are in this movie. And that doesn't mean necessarily MCU characters. Like it might be other universes. Not only is this Sam Raimi's directing uh, return to superhero, return to directing superhero films after he did the original Spider-Man trilogy with Tobey Maguire. So the immediate thought of Tobey possibly showing up in this comes to mind, but there are a lot of characters and other universes that are going to be a part of this one. I'll tell you that. I'm not going any further down that rabbit hole, though. <laughs> I think that means, but I think that means we're going to see new universes like what we saw in What If, how brand new worlds are introduced. But I also think that we're going to see familiar universes and characters from other film franchises. So I would say the best movies to watch and shows to watch to get ready for this one are Doctor Strange, Avengers Infinity War, Avengers Endgame, Spider-Man No Way Home, and WandaVision. But also, I mean, you really, I think you want to be familiar with some other non-Marvel Studios movies like X-Men films and the Fantastic Four films and other Spider-Man stories and things like that. Also, Wanda Maximoff is going to play a big role in this, so you might even want to watch Avengers Age of Ultron. Um, 
So you, so you have the full story as, as a lot of story, and even Civil War, if you want to be a completionist. Um, I really think that nothing is off limits with this one. You'll also maybe want to watch What If, if you have the extra time. We all ranked What If quite low in our 2021 rankings uh, show, but at least watch the Strange the strange Supreme episode because it introduces an evil Doctor Strange who consumes all the power from other sorcerers and ultimately just destroys all the universes in the trailer for this one. Uh, seems to show what might be that character appearing in live action. Uh, and it's interesting because the last time we saw Mordo who's back in this movie, he was out in the world, consuming the power of wizards, trying to get all powerful himself. So that's uh, we'll see how that goes. Uh, but a lot of us nerds are expecting to see Shuma Gorath be the, the main one eyed, big tentacled villain, but the Lego sets and t-shirts have uh, only given us a smaller, similar looking beast called Gargantos, who is a Marvel comics character. Uh, but Shuma is a regular strange villain. And he's much bigger and, more exciting. And he also has ties to elder gods, but it feels like maybe they're just going to kind of merge that elder god stuff away and maybe not do that. Um, but who knows? Uh, Miss America also has those ties. I mentioned it's possible Shuma is lurking out there somewhere. I think Shuma's out there. Um, this one has gone through quite a few changes since it was announced. Originally, Scott Derrickson was directing it. He was on stage at Comic-Con in 2019, and then he promised it would be scary. And then creative differences uh, saw Sam Raimi come in and take over. It was originally supposed to be released before Spider-Man No Way Home. It probably would have been dealing directly with the fallout of Avengers Endgame. But now it's probably dealing with that and the events of Spider-Man No Way Home, which I won't spoil for you if you for some reason are here and have not seen that movie. But you probably know what I'm talking about. And it hits theaters May 6th, 2022. That is Doctor Strange in the Multiverse of Madness. Yeah. All right. We can move. Uh, our <laughs> We're next all so title. polite. We don't know how to oh. transition. From <laughs> right. I know. That's true. That's true. It's we can kind of circle back and talk about any of these interesting things at the end of the show. I think if anybody has any comments, they're already debating whether or not Age of Ultron is a good movie in the comments section. Uh, so if anybody wants to talk about anything more at the end of the show, we'll do that. But I do want to provide a nice little guide for all of our listeners who might want a nice guide to all of the 2022 content. So, Jamie, I will pass the preview baton to you. That's coming at me next with Thor Love and Thunder, uh, which I am so excited for. So I'm, I was very happy to be assigned this title. It is the first MCU uh, hero to get a fourth installment to their respective franchise, which is pretty exciting. Good for you, Chris Hemsworth. You've come a long way. Really appreciate, really uh, happy for you. So we've got Chris Hemsworth back as Thor. Uh, he, you know, and, and, but also the Guardians of the Galaxy. We've got Chris Pratt. We've got Sean Gunn. We've got Karen Gillan. We've got Dave Batista. The baby. You know his name. They all filmed in Australia. And uh, so Thor and the Guardians were last seen, of course, leaving Earth together in Avengers Endgame. Uh, and then uh, very exciting in this movie, as you see in that photo, we've got Natalie Portman uh, back as Jane Foster. Aside from her Endgame cameo, which I don't really think quite counts for the for her where she's been at. She was last seen in Thor The Dark World. Uh, she was mentioned in Age of Ultron, which is a movie I love very much. And uh, it is said in there, uh, uh, Thor says her work on the Convergence has made her the world's most foremost astronomer. So that's kind of what we know about her last. Uh, and then it was real, revealed in Ragnarok, of course, that they broke up. We've got Tessa Thompson coming back as Valkyrie. She was last seen as the king of Asgard in uh, Endgame. We've got Jamie Alexander as Lady Sif. Technically, her last appearance was in the Dark World if we count her fun little Loki cameo, uh, but her real, real last appearance were in the two episodes of Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. So if you want some more Sif content before you watch Thor Love and Thunder, watch season one, episode 15, and season two, episode 12 of Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. Uh, 
uh, don't worry, I'm going to keep talking about Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. today. Uh, and then, of course, we've got some exciting new cast members, Christian Bale, Gore the God Butcher, and Russell Crowe as Zeus. There's also some fun cameos that we know about in the Loki play, but I'm kind of mad that I know about them, so I'm not going to say it in case you don't know about them, uh, and you can be surprised, too. Um, and uh, so let's see. What should you watch before this movie? Oh, I'm going to tell you right now. Uh, you should probably watch the Thor movie. <laughs> Seems pretty good. <laughs> mm, I know. Sounds crazy. Uh, uh, I would say the Guardians movies as well. Look at those cute Guardians right there. Uh, I would probably watch Infinity War and End Endgame. Uh, see, uh, you know, Thor's got a lot going on in those movies. Let's let's be reminded of them. Um, and uh, you know, I wish I could say that, like, and probably Loki, but I, I don't think. Look, I, I would be shocked if Loki is in this and if it ties into Loki, um, but maybe watch Loki again anyway. Cause, uh, cause why not? And uh, let's see, you want to read some comics before this, you guys Psh, got some suggestions. Uh, the mighty Thor, obviously one thing we do know about this movie is that Natalie Portman, Jane Foster is Thor. We're getting a lady Thor. Really excited about that. And of course, in a less sing songy way, uh, might be a cancer storyline there. Uh, weird way to transition uh, but you can learn about that in those mighty thor comics and then i consulted with our one and only jenna uh because i i wasn't sure where to start with zeus because zeus you know he's like a zeus you all know him from the greek mythologies he's a whole big old famous god that's been around for uh zillions of story times so uh um uh, so Jenna suggests the original run of Venus, uh, where Lee and Kirby established the gods. And I believe Zeus first appeared in Venus number five. Check it out. Um, also, she suggests the Thor annual from 1979. And as for Gore, his first comic appearance was in Thor God of Thunder number two um, from like 2012. He's not been long around that long. Um, that's a fact I recently learned. Um, Taika says that this movie is very different from Ragnarok, and he says it's the craziest film he's ever done. I can't wait. My hopes for this movie, I really want Loki to show up. I don't think it's going to happen, uh, but a girl can dream. And uh, my biggest, biggest dream, though, because I'm Jamie Jarak, is that Valkyrie gets a queen. And that is our, my thoughts on Thor, <laughs> Love and Thunder. I love it. I love the energy. Oh, I forgot to share my hopes for Doctor Strange. I want to say my hope is that Chris Evans shows up as the Human Torch. <laughs> That's oh, my hope. Yes. yes, and Ben Affleck is Daredevil. Also, Space Shark. Yeah. Space Shark. Space Shark. Oh, yeah. Yes. Space oh yes. If anybody's going to give us Space Sharks, it would be Taika. Mm-hmm. Oh my god. Good job. Good job. Wow. Good job, baby. All right. Aaron. Good. All right. Tough act to follow. I, I should say so. So uh, I have uh, Black Panther Wakanda Forever here third in our draft. And I have compiled a reading list for those of you who want to follow along back at the house. If you go to my Twitter account down at the bottom at some Lake Hornet, you can read along because when I taught college, it was helpful to give people worksheets because they don't want to actually listen to you. They just want to go at their own pace. Now, Black Panther Wakanda Forever on the way this this year. And this might be one of the stranger titles we have this year in a year filled with strange things. So the last time we saw T'Challa in this country, there was a bright future on the horizon after Tony Stark's noble sacrifice in Endgame. However, the status of Wakanda remains unclear in the small bits of information we get during the Falcon Winter Soldier. That's right. You probably want to watch the Falcon Winter Soldier. I'm getting ahead of myself. Obviously, this return trip to the mythical nation will be a bit different at this time, but let's dive in. So returning, we have Denai Guerrera, 
Lupita Nyong'o, Winston Duke, Angela Bassett, and Letitia Wright, all as main players from Black Panther, right? But of course, we can't really discuss this movie without discussing the giant, like, elephant in the room in the fact that we don't have Chadwick Boseman with us anymore as, you know, as the as King T'Challa, as the Black Panther. See, I'm getting all worked up even thinking about it. Um, so... There has been some fan outcry. There have been some petitions you've probably seen online to recast the character. But as of right now, none of that is occurring, at least not right now. So we're going to get the story that they wanted to tell. The cast and crew want to do right by his legacy. We'll see how it all unfolds. Also sort of uh, returning, but sort of unconfirmed. Although if you talk to Martin Freeman, he's totally in this one. Uh, as Everett Ross as the CIA agent for the first one. Dan Kaluuya should probably be back as Wakabi. Everything he said points to him being back. If he's done playing real-life Black Panthers, maybe he will. I don't know. Uh, uh, how do you say Tanak Huerta is uh, reportedly attached as the villain, a villain of this picture. We don't know exactly which villain, although there's some oh. speculation. Uh, there's been <laughs> speculation that it's probably more of the Submariner. But I don't know. I, I right, right, right. There's so much of it that we just like. Well, reports say, and then it ends up being somebody else, and we're like, uh, Aaron told me wrong. I don't want them to come. <laughs> to also, cast is uh, Michaela Cole as uh, undisclosed role as well. We don't know who she's playing, and uh, Wakanda Forever is going to be big for Disney Plus fans as this will be our introduction to Ironheart, where Dominic Thorne, who we just saw on screen will be appearing before her Disney Plus series. So there's a lot to unpack. There's a lot to do. So what do you have to watch heading in? Probably going to watch want to watch Captain America Civil War. You're probably going to want to watch Black Panther. You know, controversial. I know. Uh, <laughs> Avengers Infinity War. Probably Avengers Endgame. Falcon Winter Soldier as Io being there kind of might want to go check up on her. And, you know, we haven't heard where we're going to see Sebastian stand next, even though he got told to make himself scarce. And he's he 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 kind of uh, disarmed our our beloved Jamie. I don't know. He could have been lying. Who knows? Who knows? <laughs> uh, required reading for this one. You're going to want to probably do Black Panther 2009 number one. So that's when Shuri becomes the Black Panther after a quest to retrieve the heart shaped herb. She gets rebuked, but then has to prove her worthiness. Uh, Doom War number one. Doctor Doom been stealing vibranium from up under Wakanda and Shuri kind of has to help protect her homeland while T'Challa's away addressing to that threat. Um, and then New Avengers 2013 number seven where Namor and T'Challa face off as the sort of bubbling conflict between the two bubbles over and they have to really throw down. So those are, those are three good picks I think where you should start. Not that saying that any of that stuff's going to happen, but it might form the basis of the story that Ryan Coogler and co are trying to tell. Um, so rumors, there's a lot of them, a lot of them in this film, there's a lot of stuff going on. Um, the biggest whispers surrounding the film, of course, concern Letitia Wright stepping into the mantle of the Black Panther. There is the arc that we just mentioned where Cherry becomes the Black, Black Panther. We don't know if that's still the plan or if that is the plan or what's the plan. We have no clue. We're, I'm faithful. I'm like, I have a little bit of faith in Ryan Coogler and then tell a story that they want to tell. Um, uh, another big rumor. There's apparently reports that T'Challa's son will be a part of the narrative somehow. 
Um, and him and Nakia, their child in the time since Avengers Endgame. So we might meet that character, which would be interesting. I don't know how that would figure in, but it is interesting. Of course, also We're doing baby math up there. I'm trying to figure out, you know, because it, it no one said it's Nakia's. No, no, no one says Nakia's. No one said that. I don't know. We we will find out. And of course, another rumor. We have to address the former sexiest man on earth, Michael B. Jordan, <laughs> and his beloved being like, Well, you know, I'd love to come back, but I don't know, man. I have no idea. I don't know why y'all keep asking me with his fine self just saying that, just sitting there <laughs> talking, being being gregarious. <laughs> we get a high auntie in the uh, in the, the, the ethereal plane. I will I will die. It will be very very funny. So there's a lot going on, and then future connections. So I that we don't know the story. We don't have a trailer, but if Namor is there, we would imagine the Fantastic Four would be there, and the fact that Shuri becomes Black Panther around the time the Doom War occurs means there's Doctor Doom. So. Maybe it could have a little bit of groundwork for Fantastic Four. Possibly. We don't know. Also, of course, Ironheart is a future connection because she's going to be appearing first here before she gets into the Disney Plus series. So you're probably going to be excited if you really love Ruby Williams like I do. I mean, you know, she wouldn't even be the first person to get her power set and stuff from the Wakandans on a Disney Plus series. Seeing as how it happened to Sam and uh, Falcon Winter Soldier. So, yeah, uh, that's what we have uh, coming up. I guess that my biggest hope for the movie is that they tell the story they want to tell because a lot of the stuff on the internet about this movie is about stuff that isn't even in this movie. We're speculating on speculation. Mm. Like, after the way they delivered the first time, I feel like we should extend them the grace to prove themselves again in the second go around. I feel like uh, it's we, we should just preface that every returning character we're going to say that you should watch infinity war and Endgame. yep <laughs> before this like everybody has said it so far and it's going to yeah. continue the only the, the interesting note for that is that i hope that the um the reference of the earthquake under the atlantic ocean that okoye mentions in Endgame is namor I don't know what I'm doing. I'm just making <laughs> uh, all right. We got Jenna up next. All right. So I have one of two Sony movies that is coming out in the next year, which is Spider-Man across the Spider-Verse part one. Um, this is a sequel to Spider-Man into the Spider-Verse, the Oscar winning national treasure of an animated movie that is still just so good. Um, this movie is going to follow Miles Morales as he goes on an adventure across the multiverse with Gwen Stacy and a new team of spider people who must face a powerful villain. Um, the movie is directed by a new team of directors, Joaquin DeSantos, who worked on Justice League Unlimited and Avatar The Last Airbender, Kemp Powers, who worked on Soul, and Justin K. Thompson, who was a production designer on the first film. Um, the movie is written by Phil Lord and Christopher Miller, who worked on the first one and are hugely involved in this whole corner of the universe, and Dave Callahan, who co-wrote Shang-Chi. So it's cool that he's involved as well. The cast is Shamik Moore returning as Morales, Haley Steinfeld returning as Gwen Stacy. Dick Johnson is probably returning as Peter B. Parker. I know like he's not in the trailers, but he's basically hinted as much. Um, Oscar Isaac is returning as Spider-Man 2099 from the post credit scene for the first movie, where he hinted that he needs to go through the multiverse and deal with stuff. Um, 
in terms of new cast members, we have Issa Rae joining the cast as Jessica Drew Spider-Woman, which is so cool just to have Jessica in any movie at all, much less having her play her. And then the 70s anime Spider-Man, Takuya Yamashiro, is also appearing. I don't think they've said who the voice actor is yet, but that is still just cool to know like that aspect of it is going to be there. Um, in terms of what to watch beforehand, obviously watch Spider-Man Into the Spider-Verse, <laughs> otherwise you're probably going to be very confused. Watch Spider-Man No Way Home because I feel like the multiversal aspects of the two films, even though they're so different, will probably still feed into each other in a fun way. And then if you're feeling ambitious, watch the Spider-Man anime from the 70s because that will only enhance your enjoyment when that character shows up. Um, for key comics, there's Spider-Man 2099 Volume 1 from Peter, David, and Rick Leonardi that kind of dives into Miguel O'Hara and his characterization. So that'll help you figure out what Oscar's character will be about. There is the... Spider-Man, Spider-Gwen sitting in a tree crossover, which was, it, it involved both of their solo books and kind of leaned into the idea of them having a romance together. It was very adorable. So that seems to kind of be the basis for the sequel. And then there's also the Spider-Woman series, which was a crossover between Spider-Gwen, Spider-Woman and Silk. And so that will also give you some kind of fun multiversal interactions there. Um, in terms of the story, we know we're getting a second movie. We know this is only part one of two. So we might get a cliffhanger. We might get some sort of larger Spider-Verse thing going on that we still don't know about that hasn't been conveyed in the trailer. So that'll be exciting. And then we also have a female-focused spinoff in the works, which will probably involve Gwen and Jessica and maybe Silk. And so we have all of those aspects as well. For my personal predictions, I just want them to go as weird as possible. Like, give me the video game Spider-Man. Give me every other cartoon Spider-Man. Give me the Spider-Man who is literally just a sentient pile of spiders. Like, they showed with the first movie how crazy they can go with animation. And so I think there are so many different ways that they could really lean into that here. So either way, it's going to be so much fun. That's I can't wait for that movie. It's not it's technically maybe not MCU, but whatever. It's good enough to make the list. It's so good that we <laughs> we talk about it. Um, all right, I'm talking about the other Sony Marvel movie, uh, and that is Morbius, which everybody I demand excitement. Um, <laughs> Morbius is one of the more the Marvel movies that is being made by Sony, which used to be a clear indicator that it will not be connected to the Marvel Cinematic Universe or Marvel Studios properties, but Spider Man No Way Home blew that wide open and now Sony's Marvel movies might be connected or end up having characters travel across universes to interact with MCU characters. It's all, I don't know. It's all kind of fuzzy right now. I think it's going to become a lot more clear after Morbius comes out uh, after maybe Venom three, or maybe they'll just never make it clear and they'll play it fast and loose. So we all kind of talk about it on shows like this forever. Uh, but right now Morbius seems to not be in the main MCU continuity, but if any of the spider men interact with Jared Leto's vampire, it's a, officially like larger world canon. I don't know. It's kind of hard to wrap your head around. Um, the most interesting Easter eggy things about Morbius so far, are the fact that there's a Spider-Man photo on a wall graffitied with murderer in one of the trailers, but it's not Tom Holland's uh, Spider-Man suit, despite the world calling him a murderer after Mysterio framed him in far from home. It's actually a Tobey Maguire suit in a photo of it from the PS4 Spider-Man game. So that might just be like a lazy thing. I don't know. Or it might just be a fake out. I'm hoping it's a fake out for the trailer, but who knows? Maybe it's a Hulk and Wakanda situation. Uh, this one just got delayed from January 2022 to April 1st, 2022. So technically this would be the first Marvel movie of the year. It probably will be the first Marvel anything of the year. We'll talk about the Disney Plus shows in a minute, uh, but we don't know when those are coming. So there's a chance this is the first Marvel thing we get. So I don't know what we're going to do on phase zero from now until then, but we will try. So we're all hoping... Um, we're all hoping that the delay means they're filming an additional scene with Andrew Garfield as Spider-Man. 
Could be just wishful thinking, though. Probably is. Uh, very interestingly, Michael Keaton is in this movie as Adrian Toomes, and the trailer showed us some kind of jailbreak scene where he's wearing the same prison outfit that he was wearing in Homecoming's post-credit scene. No idea whether this is the same vulture we saw in the MCU with Homecoming or it's another ver- universe's variant version. Um, Tyrese also doesn't know because we asked him uh, <laughs> if this is in the MCU. He said yes. I said, like, with the Avengers, he said yes. Um, he's playing Simon Stroud. Uh, but after that interview went out, Sony came out and was just like, no, 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 no. <laughs> this is not the MCU. This is like Sony's Spider-Man world. Um, and Tyrese was never heard from again. So I don't know. We'll never, we'll see. We'll never know where this is set. It, it seems to be a different universe that's kind of playing it fast and loose with the MCU, bringing in variants also existing in its own world where the Avengers don't. I'm hoping we get a Spider-Man in there. There are several Venom references in the trailers for Morbius, there is a Daily Bugle nod, and it's the Daily Bugle from Tobey Maguire's Spider-Man movies. Um, I think Dr. Michael Morbius has some more tricks up his sleeve, and I think this one is going to be dark and good because it's directed by Daniel Espinosa, who I enjoyed the 2012 movie Safe House with Ryan Reynolds and Denzel Washington. I don't know what the consensus on that movie is. I remember watching it 10 years ago. I haven't watched it since. I tended I tend to have liked movies more before everyone ridiculed me for liking movies. So <laughs> that was before my tenure in this hell scape of public <laughs> t- opinions um so safe house was fine and then life he did life in 2017 which i didn't like but the takeaways from those are that they're both pretty gritty and visceral films in their own ways in very different ways life was pretty dark and heavy in a lot of ways uh so if he's taking any of that to this then you might we might have a pretty heavy vampire origin story here who knows? Maybe Blade shows up because my my recommended viewing for this, this is a new character. So maybe Spider-Man Homecoming because Michael Keaton is in it. Um, but also Spider-Man, the animated series, has a, some great Morbius content. So And that's on Disney+. Plus. So I suggest watching a few episodes of that. Uh, Morbius is a pretty cool character there. He also... Uh, that, that's a whole different... I won't go, that's a whole different <laughs> tangent. Um, Matt Smith is in it as Hunger, who's like a pseudo-vampire. Adriana... Uh, Arjona is Dr. Bancroft, who's like probably going to die, like certainly not going to have a good time in this movie if the comics are any indication. Uh, but we'll see. We'll see. I'm rooting for her. Um, and Jared Harris is Emil Nichols, who was Morbius's best friend growing up in the comics. This one hits April 1st, 2022. If the seventh release date that it has had stays put, but uh, it already took the record for most delays from the New Mutants. So we're still not sure this movie actually exists or if they just filmed a trailer. Knowing how to speak and understand a new language can be an invaluable tool when traveling, meeting new friends, or just even to master a new skill. But it's not always simple when you're bogged down by textbooks and structure classes. That's why so many people trust Rosetta Stone. Rosetta Stone is the most trusted language learning program available on desktop or as an app. It truly immerses you in the language you want to learn, like Spanish, French, Italian, Chinese, and more. You won't just be studying English translations. The Rosetta Stone intuitive process helps you pick up a language naturally, first with words, then phrases, then sentences. Don't put off learning that language. There's no better time than right now to get started. For a very limited time, listeners can get Rosetta Stone's lifetime membership for 50% off. Visit rosettastone.com rs10. That's 50% off unlimited access to 25 language courses for the rest of your life. Redeem your 50% off at rosettastone.com rs10 today. Um, all right. We're moving on 
We are switching to Disney Plus shows now. Um, none of these have release dates yet. We don't really know the exact order of release. We kind of have windows for some of these. Um, we have some footage for some of these. That's pretty much it, other than what we're about to tell you uh, in terms of when these are dropping. Uh, Aaron is going to start us off with the one that was supposed to have already been released, but is not even going to be the first one this year, probably. Um, Aaron? Yeah. Go ahead. Speaking of uh, unspecific parameters, Miss Marvel, um, the one, one of the ones I'm very, very excited about and thought I was getting last year and then did not get it. Um, so one of the most popular young heroes from Marvel in the last like last decade or so. Uh, we're headed to Jersey City, y'all. We're going back to Jersey after WandaVision. Everybody get excited. Uh, so we got Iman Vellani finally getting her debut in MCU as Kamala Khan. Joining her will be a Sagar Shaki as Amir, her older brother. Um, also part of your family unit, rounding it out, is Zenobia Shroff uh, as Maniba, who absolutely is not allowed to post on Instagram anymore. Uh, <laughs> Kamala Khan's as Kamala Khan's mom. And then Mohan Kapoor as Yusuf, her dad. Um, so a girl's got to have friends too. So Matt Lins is also be around, will also be there as our new replacement for Ned. Sad about Ned probably not being around for as much anymore. Uh, Bruno Corrali, if most fans of the comics will know. And our Aramis Knight as Red Dagger, another young vigilante. We all kind of hope that maybe Brie Larson and Tiana Paris could possibly pop up as, you know, Carol and Monica but we don't know right now. And maybe even Samuel Jackson, because, you know, we just miss Sam. He just hasn't been around. Uh, we got required reading, uh, required watching for this one. So this is a little bit different because there's not as much, you're just going to get like the background stuff. So Captain Marvel, of course, uh, Brandon, say the, say the line. Of course, the Infinity War and Endgame, you're going to want to go ahead and watch those. Uh, and then these two little movies, <laughs> you know, just you might've seen. Some very, very, you know, light fare. I hope you have four hours blocked off. Uh, and WandaVision. Four. Well, is it? Is it? How much? It's five? It's like six almost yeah. between oh, the two of them. God. I, uh, my brain, what is time? Uh, we should do a phase zero commentary track for those to give people oh. a new way to watch them. <laughs> that would be great. Ooh, no all right. Sorry. Sorry. Go ahead. <laughs> it's all right. Um, so yeah, those are your, those are your required watches, but required reading, you're going to want to read Miss Marvel 2014, number one, that's her first issue of her solo book after she appeared in Captain Marvel 2012, number 14, uh, where she got rescued by Captain Marvel. And that's where the fangirl miss started. Um, even more importantly, possibly might be Miss Marvel beyond the limit that just came out this year, number one, because there's some speculation and some reporting about the nature of her powers that seems to be getting addressed in Miss Marvel Beyond the Limit, but I'll save that for the rumors. We're saving that for the rumors. <laughs> and Miss Marvel 2015, number 25, that's Red Dagger's introduction. So you get to know Jersey City's newest hero. And Miss Marvel 2014, number 17, when she finally does meet Captain Marvel and they go on adventures together, uh, she finally gets to. Um, we all have that moment where we're like, oh my God, I can't believe I met this person. Um, so rumors. So we don't have a whole lot floating around about the story structure of the show, except for that, you know, Red Dagger and Kamala getting her powers in Jersey City. Um, but 
the biggest rumors are about her powers. So anyone who's played Marvel's Avengers for any amount of time, who did the campaign, the best part of that game, knows that her powers are based on like the Terrigen Mist and she becomes an inhuman and it activates her gene and she can embiggen and stretch and make herself bigger. And it's really, you know, kind of cool to look at on page. And there's some emotional beats that correspond to that in her solo series that involve her powers. Her powers look in some of the, because now, you know, we, we laugh about this as the panel. I'm sure everybody will agree. You get more information about these movies from product than you probably ever have from random sweatshirts, t-shirts, notebooks, <laughs> yeah. you know, pocket protectors, the like, than we ever have. And the stuff that you get. My Miss Marvel pocket protector. <laughs> I, wait, Kevin, if you're listening, I'd like one. Thank you. Um, let's go. Let's go. <laughs> she has what look like light constructs, I guess, as her power set in this Marvel, instead of the stretching and the embiggening. We don't know how that, the, the story of how that's going to work. We don't know why exactly we're not doing the stretchy thing. Uh, maybe it's to not add visual confusion when inevitably there's another high profile stretchy person running around the MCU, but we don't know. So it'll be interesting to see how that's handled. Also, the idea of Inhumans. Like we did that already, and that that didn't go no, when, great. When? We, Where? Oh, oh. <laughs> I said when did my, that happen? Oh no! Yep. I, like my webcam's gonna like knock out now. Did I miss uh -huh. something? Oh uh, yeah. So we'll see Never if heard that of it. if that happens. Right? Are things closer to Miss Marvel, Captain Marvel? Is she gonna get her powers from the, that uh, space stone? Like, does anybody know? Um, also. Post Doctor Strange Multiverse of Madness, there's any number of ways you could explain or bring her in with her power set. Um, also, of course, the 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 idea that this is supposed to leading into other things, this is supposed to lead into the Marvels. So kind of have to meet Carol and or Monica at some point to have her present in the sequel. So will they show up? We have no real clue. So those, that's a big future connection, of course. Also, Secret Invasion has a lot of scrolls running around, and there's some weirdness to why they might be guarding some parts of the story. We haven't had as much buildup for Secret Invasion as I think a lot of us would have anticipated. At some point, it probably has to happen. Maybe it happens here. Um, also, just more broadly and selfishly, as Brandon alluded to earlier, there's a lot of young Avengers running around the background of the MCU. By my count, we have Kate Bishop and Hawkeye, Tommy and Billy from WandaVision, America Chavez in Doctor Strange's sequel, Eli Bradley in the Falcon Winter Soldier, Riri Williams is coming in Black Panther 2, and Cassie Lang's just out there just waiting to be stature, right? Also, there is now one Kang the Conqueror just sitting around, plotting, you know, making, Watching the clock. making, bad, <laughs> making mean comments about Tom Hiddleston's hair. So maybe we see some more groundwork laid for Young Avengers here in that series as well. And we don't have a premiere date. So yeah, that's coming at some point this year. Hopefully. Maybe. <laughs> Who knows? Maybe. Maybe. Not quite Morbius level yet. Level yet. No. But we're, we might get there. All right. All right. Great job, Aaron. All right. We are on to, I, if this isn't Jenna's number one next week, I'll be shocked. Uh, Jenna, <laughs> go ahead. Don't worry. It is. Um, so I'm talking about, of course, she-Hulk, um, the 
MCU phase four project and show that I am definitely the most excited for. Um, this series will be a live action kind of workplace comedy that will center around lawyer Jennifer Walters, who is the cousin of Bruce Banner, who inherits his Hulk powers, but kind of in a different way. She can kind of retain her intelligence and personality while she's hulked out, which Bruce outside of smart Hulk doesn't necessarily have the ability to do so. Um, so it is, show run and the head writer is jessica gow who worked on rick and morty um another rick and morty alum who has found their way into the mcu it is directed by kat coiro who has done so many episodes of it's always sunny in philadelphia and who is doing the j uh, the j-lo and owen wilson rom-com that comes out in a couple months which is very interesting to me that she's directing that made me so much more excited for that movie and then a new valia is also directing and she has done episodes of never have i ever um so the cast is Tassiana Maslany as Jennifer Walters. Mark Ruffalo is reprising his role as Hulk. Um, based on the trailer, this might be partially set during the blip because he's smart Hulk and his arm is still screwed up. Um, we don't really know at this point, but given what we've seen of smart Hulk and also Banner in Shang-Chi, there might be some sort of narrative gaps there. Um, Tim Roth is also reprising his role as Abomination. He was last seen throwing, having a little fight club with Wong in Shang-Chi, so it'll be interesting to see how he fits into that. And then in terms of new cast members, we have Jamila Jamil as Titania, who is one of She-Hulk's kind of biggest antagonists in the comics. We have Ginger Gonzaga, who has been cast as Jennifer's friend. We don't have a name for her character yet. And then Renee Elise Goldsbury and Josh Segura are both cast in Mystery roles so they could be anybody at this point um in terms of what to watch beforehand watch the incredible hulk even though so much of it is technically you know not canon anymore um watch endgame don't really need to watch infinity war before this one but definitely watch endgame um watch shang chi so you can kind of see what's up with wong and what's up with banner and then if you want to watch the og incredible hulk series because the image that is currently on screen right now is directly referencing the incredible hulk show the little don't make me angry you wouldn't like me if i'm angry is a direct pull from a scene on that show so they're going to be very kind of self-aware and i feel like that will be a good thing for people to be aware of in terms of comics to read i'm just going to say larger runs instead of specific interviews or in issues Read John Byrne's She-Hulk run because it totally nails the self-aware kind of fourth wall breaking silliness of what She-Hulk is has kind of become and what the show will definitely be. She was breaking the fourth wall before Deadpool was even a concept. So you will be able to see that in that run. And then Charles Sewell's She-Hulk run really gets into the kind of lawyer aspect and all of the different cameos across the, the Marvel universe. So you can kind of get a good approximation of that if you read that run. In terms of story and fallout and rumors and potential stuff, um, there's a chance that Jen could be on the Avengers after this because she has been an Avenger in the past and we don't really know what we're doing with Banner at the moment. So it feels like that could potentially be setting her up to be on the Avengers. Maybe Matt Murdock might be on the show. That's been rumored pretty heavily. Um, now that he is back in the MCU with No Way Home, definitely feels like a possibility considering the fact that they're both lawyers. Um, there have been rumors that Hulk's son might also appear on the show, which is kind of interesting building out the little Hulk family. And there have been rumors about World War Hulk that this could potentially lead into some sort of adaptation of that storyline. So either way, we're getting so much more Hulk lore and it'll be great. Can we talk about real quick? These some of these potential fathers have been busy off screen. <laughs> yeah, I know. They have been getting busy off screen. I know. We can't all be as sexy as Eternals. 
<laughs> my my personal headcanon has been if Hulk's son is in the show, then like she's gonna like help with the child support hearings or something of just like, hey dad, where have you been for like ten years or whatever? So yeah, mm-hmm. it's gonna be wild. Oh, there's an alarm going off right now. Oh no. I think oh. I think somebody <laughs> is trying to break out of jail. What's happening right now? Oh God! The only well, the only show that matters. It's the show <laughs> that everyone in chat is here, ready to talk about. I've been I've been watching it in in chat. Got all the free gyms. When's Moon Knight coming out? Who knows? Honestly, <laughs> no this fun. is the show that we know startlingly little about. That we literally there are, we only know of three people that are in this show: Oscar Isaac, Ethan Hawke. And May Callaway, right? Like, and that's it. That's all we know. And that, honestly, I love it that way. This is a show that, honestly, as far as when it comes out, I would not be surprised if this is the next show that we get. Um, it's probably the show that is the most along in post-production. It's been done for a while. Um, and it probably just makes sense because... Yeah, and we'll talk about it in the, in the kind of what to watch because I had uh, a small epiphany about it uh, just earlier. Big brain gym theory coming up. Stay tuned. Um, <laughs> but uh, but look, they're, like they're they're outside of Moon Knight being my favorite character. There are uh, a number of other reasons to get excited for for this show. Mainly because the the head writer and exec producer on the show is Jeremy Slater, and uh, I don't know if anyone watched and if you didn't you missed out on uh the exorcist when that was on tv probably one of the best horror shows uh that has that was on tv uh in in the last five ten years i really loved that show and if it's anything that you know there are are shades of it and touches uh, of that stuff that we see in the very tiny teaser uh, that we got from uh, from Disney. And so, uh, obviously, Oscar Isaac plays the main character, Mark Spector, who has dissociative identity disorder. Uh, he has three total uh, different identities that he, uh, you know, can use in the show if he if he uses any of the superhero identities that he had during the Brian Michael Bendis and Alex Maleev run where he thought he had Spider-Man uh, Wolverine and Captain America in his head. Uh, I would be shocked and I would love it and welcome it. So please take that. Um, Ethan Hawke's character is still a, a big, uh, I don't know. A lot of times we were thinking of maybe he's Dracula. Maybe he uh, is someone else. And the more little bits of information that we got, especially from the synopsis on the show uh, was that it's Mark Spector is drawn into a deadly war of gods. And if that's the case, and we suspect Ethan Hawke to be the villain, there's a good chance that Ethan Hawke is probably playing the sun god. Um, and the sun god is in one of the more recent runs of Moon Knight. It's in the Max Bemis run. And honestly, that run is, uh, for Moon Knight fans, is a bit hit or miss. You either love it or you don't. Uh, and the, the character of sun god, I think, is is an interesting one. Um and, you know, if he's the villain of the show, I think it'll probably be done really well. There's also the chance that Ethan Hawke may play Khonshu, the god that Moon Knight, you know, has sub- basically gets all his powers and uh, and all that from. That's um, been my pick. If you're uh, if you're trying to figure out and this is where if you're trying to figure out what to watch. 
for Moon Knight, the initial thought is uh, nothing because uh, I have no idea. But Eternals <laughs> is on Disney Plus today. And we know the post-credit scene for Eternals. Uh, has, and if you haven't seen it yet, spoiler warning, here we go. Uh, we know Blade is in it. We know the Ebony Blade is there. And if there is any one character that Moon Knight is the closest to is Blade. And with the idea of... It's, it's interesting because like, as far as gods in the Marvel Cinematic Universe go, like we assume that the, the Asgardians are gods. But in reality, the MCU views Asgardians as aliens. And they have specifically said that the Eternals and Celestials are gods. And so given that that is our, our only movie in the MCU that has, that has gods in it. And obviously we see ties to the um, uh, Ebony blade and all of that. There may be a chance we get Mahershala Ali as a, as a cameo in, uh, in this. Um, I would not be surprised if, uh, you know, the black Knight maybe shows up uh, in, in this. Those are all, that's all speculation and rumors, but like, it would fit, right? Because this is, you know, Mark Spector, this is, you know, the, I think Kevin Feige said at one point that the show will have a bit of an Indiana Jones feel to it. And so if there are going to be artifacts uh, and things like that in the, you know, in the show, then it makes sense to, to have them there. I will say there is one, uh, there is one character in the Moon Knight comics who is not in this show. That's a real, real big bummer. Richard, can you pull that up for me, please? Uh, me, uh, I'm not in this show. Uh, I was in a uh, Moon Knight number four required reading uh, for for fans who who want to uh, catch up on things to read. Drawn by Declan Shalvey, uh, I got I, forever grateful to that man uh, for that. But honestly, uh, starting with that run is is probably the uh, the best place to start for for Moon Knight reading. Um, it is. Um, it, it gives us it gives us the introduction to Mr. Knight, uh, which is uh, one of the characters that we know, you know, that Oscar is going to play. Uh, I, I have legitimately broken the chat and my other house. It's perfect. Um, well, we we get the 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 supernatural. I made action. a six minute video file and it already started over. <laughs> oh, I'm sorry. Is it really? am, I, am I going too long already? Oh, right. I'll get this out. Okay, I'll get I'll get out of here. <laughs> You brought you pulled up your own cameo. Just of course. Having, Look, if they're gonna if they're gonna do reshoots, I would do the same thing. Jeremy, Jeremy, <laughs> you, you know where to find me oh at Jim Biscardi. If you need someone to to be uh, a cashier at Odenberger, just let me know. More than happy, more than happy to do. It, okay. Oh, so wow, Jim just big timed um, us. <laughs> just the crop of that with Brandon oh. Little's icon at the bottom, just losing his mind. Just that was so good. I've never seen that before. <laughs> nope. I, I forgot about that. I knew yeah. that existed, and I completely forgot that Jim actually was added to a Moon Knight comic. Uh, right. I can't wait to one up you and be in in a, in a Nova movie. 
<laughs> I de- now I desperately need it. <laughs> Look, the, the, my other my other comics claim to fame is in any opportunity we get to, and this is very small tangent, is when we get James Gunn, so uh, there's an alien race named the Viscardi, and if that is not included in Guardians Three, uh, I'll be real sad. Because um, if there's anyone who would who would throw that Easter egg out there, it'd be James Gunn supporting a fellow James, and I and I would appreciate that. But anyway, Moon Knight. Probably the next show that's going to come out, going to be the best of the Marvel shows, easy, hands down. Uh, and look, just show up and enjoy the ride because your boy Jim is. And I'm done. Thank you, Jim Jail Selviscardi. Uh, can we get security out here? Bring him back to his cell. Uh, wow. Oh, my God. That gosh. was an unexpected. Jacob oh, uh, just crying full screen. That was amazing. <laughs> I should have had him go last because I don't know how we follow that up. Like yeah, none of us can just be like, yeah, I just, this is a comic like panel I was in. <laughs> yeah, can we just get that out of the way real quick? Have any of you guys ever been in a Marvel or DC or Image or any any comic ever? No. Nope. Have any? Okay, me either. All right. Well, <laughs> wow, <laughs> nice. We had a celebrity on the show today. <laughs> that was good. I would have done the same. Let's be honest. I would have done the same thing. Oh, absolutely. I, yeah. You know, I definitely. He has. He has a line of dialogue. Not only is he there, he's not an extra. He speaks. He still gets royalty checks uh, by that standard. All right, we're moving on to I am Groot. Jenna, All right. reel us in. I don't know how I follow that up. It's like, uh, by comparison, we we know about as much about I am Groot, if not less, than we do about Moon Knight, so this is going to be fun. Um, this is a series of animated shorts that is going to debut on Disney+. Plus. Um, each short will follow baby Groot as he grows up in the galaxy, going on adventures with new and unusual characters that get him into trouble. In terms of a cast, we don't really know. We know Baby Groot is in it. I don't even know if Vin Diesel is doing the voice. I don't know what we're doing. It's There's kind of the potential of anybody Guardians-related or Cosmic-related could appear in this show, or nobody. Like We really don't know at this point, because there's so much that's unknown about this show. Um, Kristen Leopold, who previously worked on Adventure Time in Summer Camp Island, is the director and executive producer of the series. James Gunn is also EPing it. Um, in terms of what to watch beforehand, watch the Guardians movies, particularly the first two, particularly the second one, so you can see what's up with Baby Groot. Um, in terms of key comics, there was a Groot solo comic around when the first movie came out. It is so adorable and very good and kind of is an indication of how you can tell a Groot solo story, even though he is just Groot. Um, in terms of story and Fallout, maybe this is where we get Planet X, if it's not in the holiday special or in volume three, because it would make sense to hypothetically go to Groot's home planet across these shorts. And just beyond that, we're getting vibes. We're just getting like more uh, extension of the Guardians universe and more baby Groot, which I know so many Marvel fans and like Facebook moms desperately want more of. So that's how I'm Groot. Love it, love it, love it. Wow, All right, we got two more, we got two more. Where are we? I gotta pull up my- I think Phoenix. <laughs> it's Jamie. Secret invasion time. All right, so I'm going to kick you off with uh, just a synopsis from Marvel about what Secret Invasion is about, because who better to tell you about Secret Invasion than Marvel themselves? Well, in the grips of paranoia, Earth's mightiest heroes have to band together to fight off an armada of Skrull ships carrying an army of supercharged alien warriors. Traitors are exposed and lives are lost as shape-shifting zealots lay claim to the planet, and only by compromising their ideals do the heroes stand a chance. Uh, so it's gonna get crazy, you guys. Of that was course, amazing. 
Thank you very much. Um, uh, Skrulls, as we know them in the MCU, we, we've just known them as good guys, uh, which is interesting. But, you know, just like human beings and all other creatures, there are good and bad people out there. So um, so uh, we'll see about that. Uh, but who's going to be in the show? Oh, my God. I know the answer. Samuel Jackson is coming back as Nick Fury. We last saw him at the end of Spider-Man Far From Home. He's off-world with the Skrulls. We found out that Talos has been on Earth acting as him. In the new Spider-Man, we found out he's been gone for a whole year. What's he doing out there? Ben Mendelsohn returning as Talos. Love to see it. We last saw him as Nick, of course, in Far From Home. Uh, Colby Smollers coming back as Maria Hill. Um, since Soren was her in Far From Home, we don't really know the last time we saw her. She may have been at Tony's funeral, but that may also not have been her. Maybe it was just when she got dusted in Infinity War. I guess we'll find out. Um, but uh, let's see. Wow, I uh, talked so fast I missed my spot on the page. All right, we got some new cast. You guys, the love of my life. Ms. Olivia Coleman is in the show, and I can, oh, you guys, I'm really excited. We got Amelia Clark, who is also amazing. Are you kidding me? That's awesome. Christopher McDonald, wild. Uh, Kingsley Ben Adir, a lot of people. There's no official word on who these people are playing. Oh my God. Who knows? Uh, but we've got a lot of theories. And our once again, I refer to our very own Jenna Anderson because she is an all-knowing, uh, beautiful being. And she wrote an article about some theories of who Amelia or of who yeah, Amelia Clark will play. And one of those is my personal hope, Abigail Brand, who is the commander of Sword. Uh, and I want to see Amelia with green hair. That's really like, yeah, let's get that going on there. And then on the other one, and per- Forgive my uh, pronunciation on this because I don't know how to say words I've never heard out loud before. Uh, <laughs> it's, a, it's a very uh, pro- big problem with me. But uh, v- Veranke? Is that... Um, I, is that I, always, I always say Veranke, but I don't think that's right. Like, I honestly okay. don't know. Again, right. anything glad, goes at this point. <laughs> glad to be on the same page there. So she's a Skull Princess who became the Skull Empress and was the architect behind the Secret Invasion. But I think that that's more likely Olivia Coleman, uh, And partly because Olivia Coleman knows how to play some queens, okay? She's played a lot of real-life queens. Let's see her play an alien queen. Uh, my God, would love to see it. And now comics, obviously... <laughs> you know, read Secret Invasion, uh, but there's like a lot of stuff and you, you <laughs> so I cheated a little. Uh, if you go to marvel.com, just search, Mar- just search for a Secret Invasion, the complete event. And there's a beautiful list on marvel.com that like gives you a great order of how to, of how to read those comics. Um, Cause we could be here all day talking about that. Uh, theories. Uh, I don't know if this is really the biggest theory or if I'm just uh, all the people I follow on Twitter are Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. fans. Um, but obviously, pe- there's a lot of talk about Miss Daisy Johnson being in this show. Chloe Bennett's denied it, but, you know, that, that we, as we've learned, that's literally meaningless. I'm sure we're about to find out that Sebastian Stan just lied to my face. So, uh, you know, that's what it is. But And we did last see her in space. Uh, so just throwing that out there. Um but there's so many things that could happen in this. And what I'm hoping, uh, my biggest, uh, you know, is that we get some crazy cameos of like scrolls as people we know and love. So just like, you know, any kind of crazy cool actor that is so pure and good and maybe is now evil because they're all in secret scroll time. And I think that's awesome. Uh, what do you want to watch before secret invasion? I would say Captain Marvel. That seems like a pretty big one. Uh, Spider-Man Far From Home uh, to see, you know, reminder where uh, Nick is at. Maybe the new Spider-Man just because it's good. Uh, But uh, I'm sure that S.W.O.R.D. is going to come into play in this. So maybe revisit WandaVision just as a reminder what's going on with S.W.O.R.D. 
And most importantly, I think you should watch Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. <laughs> uh, uh, because why not have a suggestion of such? And uh, yeah, I don't know, you guys. There's so much we don't know about this. And uh, and I have a lot of thoughts and feelings. And look at look at look at Nick Fury. He's looking he's looking hard up, but also kind of sexy. And uh, so I'm ready for it. And that is Secret Invasion. <laughs> I love Jamie's energy and I want that energy literally any time of day. Um, <laughs> casually cosplaying dropped a comment that while Jamie was talking, I went to investigate. I don't know if I, it's kind of like a spoiler. If it's yeah, true. I would, yeah. Based I'm not going to touch it. Before the show, it might not actually pan out in any way. So I would almost say not, not to even bring it up. I hope it happens. And it's true. Uh, all right. <laughs> so if you're listening in podcast form, you should watch live. No, just kidding. I love our podcast <laughs> That's our biggest platform. I love our podcast listeners. Um, all right. Our final show here. And I'm assuming this will be the last thing of the year um, is the guardians of the galaxy holiday special guardians. Galaxy holiday special is set to hit Disney plus in the holiday of 2022. And it's going to be set between the events of Thor love and thunder and guardians of the galaxy volume three. I'm assuming the guardians are going to part ways with Thor in love and thunder after they all ended up on a ship together to end end game and on their way to the main event in guardians three, they'll have a little cosmic holiday stop. Uh, this was part of the filming that started in November of 2021 and is filming at the same time on the same sets as Guardians of 3 and the Guardians of the Galaxy Cosmic Rewind ride that's set to open at Disney World's Epcot Park this year. Gone just told Collider like this week while he was talking about Peacemaker that it hasn't filmed yet, but they're hoping to get to it soon. Like it was already supposed to be done filming, but Omicron, you know always always present uh delayed it a bit so hopefully this gets done and hits this year uh so we'll see um in a tweet on october 2nd 2021 uh gunn said that this holiday special is going to introduce one of the greatest mcu characters of all time and that leaves us all thinking and by all i mean me that mark hamill is going to almost certainly be going to show is almost certainly going to be showing up as santa claus in this it's just speculation, but that's based on the fact that Gunn and Hamill have had meetings about Marvel roles. They flirt with each other on Twitter. Gunn loves casting his childhood heroes in his movies. Um, and Santa Claus would be just the perfect Marvel Comics. Like, like he exists in Marvel Comics, so put him in the holiday special. Uh, plus, when James Gunn tweeted a photo of the script for the holiday special, Hamill quote tweeted it with, I got a bad feeling about this. Uh, and yes, that's a Star Wars reference within a reference because it's a line from Star Wars and it's a reference to the holiday special being bad. Uh, but I mean, he's got to be in this, right? Then again, maybe we'll just meet like Lila's uh, Rocket's lovely Lady Lila. Uh, but yes, so this is uh, definitely MCU canon. James Gunn says you'll need to watch this before watching Guardians 3. Uh, and so far, Marvel has only confirmed the cast to be Chris Pratt, Zoe Soldano, Dave Bautista, Karen Gillan, Pam Clementieff, and Sean Gunn. Uh, but knowing James Gunn, he'll probably off, he'll probably find a way uh, to make us all cry on Christmas. Um, this doesn't have a release date yet, but I'm assuming it's one Wednesday in December of 2022 <laughs> uh, if it gets filmed. So who knows with uh, with the schedules? They just tell us, hey, this thing's happening sometime so that's our 2022 preview show did anybody want to touch on anything before we wrap up for the day is there anything else we should discuss uh talk about theorize spoil <laughs> i mean i completely agree with the santa thing like i'll just say that because that's the most recent thing we talked about like yeah mark hamill as santa i'm just waiting for that to happen so and i'm still convinced like that might be where we go to planet x and we just get like the they're teaching all of the trees the beauty of christmas or something kind of like how the wookies in the star wars special life so. date 
Yeah, exactly. It's going to be amazing. What if Poulter just walks up and be like, hey, I came. Here's a present. I'm that's also now. part of it too, because I'm no like, way. I feel like Adam Warlock could be a good like Jesus analog, and so you can totally <laughs> lean into that aspect in the holiday special. Shanna, yes, be, yes. Like, he literally has a religion around himself. Like that—that that is the thing that they could totally. I can I can see James Gunn having fun with that. So isn't that how Boba Fett was first seen? Yeah, is that right in the holiday special? Yeah. I don't remember anymore. I think yeah, I think yeah. at least in the cartoon form. Yeah. So. Um, and then people in the chat are mentioning what if season two. I didn't think that we knew that it was coming out this year because otherwise, yeah, we totally would have mentioned it. What about this oh. werewolf thing? Yes, that too. Werewolf by Night, I believe, is 2023, right? I have no or idea. Or is that a Halloween special for this year? I don't know. I was, we I was just asking. know it's a Halloween special. We don't know the release date hmm. yet. So, yeah. Uh, yeah, they Marvel has stuff releasing sometime yep <laughs> we only have dates for movies i do think moon knight will be the first thing we see i, I do think i uh the guardians of the galaxy holiday special will probably be the last thing this year unless they drop that around thanksgiving mm-hmm. uh and then have another show mm-hmm. round out the year like hawkeye did but uh I, I think it'll probably be like a nice end cap to 2022 to get you ready for 2023's guardians volume three uh, but yeah that's there's a lot of stuff this year even if one or two of these projects don't drop this year still a lot mm-hmm. still a lot disney plus so much stuff they're gonna have <laughs> to start playing also drained. yeah <laughs> well what's crazy is that we have like probably three months right now of what do we do on phase zero there's nothing happening uh and then all of a sudden it's gonna be like oh my god i have to wake up at 5 a.m to watch this every day before the show because for the next hundred weeks. Cause it's nonstop. So um, it's bittersweet. You want to break, you say it's a little too much, but then you're like, Oh, Oh, what do we do now? Yep. Um, do I have to go like outside? <laughs> uh, do you yes, want to talk it, about the portal out. thing? The portal thing? The portal thing. That oh, the edits? Morning. Yeah. Oh yeah. Why don't you what? talk about it since you, oh. Okay. Remember earlier today on Twitter, a long time ago, before we started talking, which is uh, an hour and a half ago, it feels like by now, (laughs) somebody tagged us in a side-by-side from Multiverse of Madness where Scarlet Witch was looking towards a door and the door was not a portal. It was not like a star. It was a door we had seen before on Disney Plus sometime in the recent few, I mean, the recent past. Are you talking about the TVA portal? Yeah. Oh, yes. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. It looks like actually that's a good point. I should have done better homework. (laughs) I did not, Professor. (laughs) When you started, I totally thought you were talking about the other thing, which is people noticed that certain entrances in No Way Home have been edited, and certain scenes have been. Yeah. So it's like I wasn't sure which portal you were talking about. There's a lot of portals going on over here. (laughs) We don't do a show for one week, and so much happens. So Mm -hmm. maybe you need to watch Loki before Doctor Strange and the Multiverse of Madness. Might want to. Might want to. I don't know. It's starting to feel like they may have done so much at the same time that Mm -hmm. they weren't able to connect things the way they were when it was only like a max of three movies in a year. Now it's like three movies in two weeks. So they're all being shot at the same time. Like you had the events of Spider-Man didn't connect to Hawkeye. And then you also had the events of Loki didn't connect to Spider-Man. I think Spider-Man No Way Home should have ended with Mobius riding up to the Statue of Liberty on a 
on a jet ski. <laughs> that would have been, and I just talked to them all. Perfect. Say, you, there's, you're Tom Holland. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> That's wow, pretty good, Bridget. There's three of you. That's just, wow. So that uh, we had to start the year with one impression. Um, I'm out of time. Uh, all right. So yeah, the TVA may uh, may have a role in Doctor Strange's Multiverse Madness, or somebody from somebody who has a TVA little shifter thing. I don't know if the TVA still exists. Who knows? Loki season two probably not this year. Even though I'm pretty sure they were originally planning on filming those back to back. I don't know if that ended up happening uh, because Kate Heron is not directing season two, and the world tried to end, so things changed. So uh, Loki season two, probably going to be a next year thing next week on phase zero. We are going to rank our hype rankings. Um, I can't wait to see what Jamie is hating on preemptively. Uh, it's going to be exciting. I'm, I'm prefacing my list. I think they're all pretty good. They're all pretty exciting. Uh, but I do think my final list of when we rank these shows and movies from which ones we like the most will be different from my hype rankings. They always tend to surprise us. Um, all right. Aaron, any final words for today's show? Ooh, that was a lot. Uh, thank you guys for sticking with us. Thank you, Jim, for uh, big timing us on yes. uh, live internet <laughs> in front of everybody. Uh, I am going to try and write up some of these. Uh, I don't know if anybody else is down, but I'll try and write up some of these. So if you follow me at some of the corner over here, yeah, there we go. On Twitter, I will have breakdowns and previews with Phase Zero branding for all of you, so you can refer back as the year goes on, like you guys did with the with the wonderful Eternals episode. Jamie, yeah, what I'm going to say has literally nothing to do with it. We talked about <laughs> um, my favorite thing to write about in this world is not Marvel related. It's not even agents of shield. It's full house. Uh, when I was writing articles at Buzzfeed fuller house was my beat. Uh, it's, it's was my first love and the loss of Bob Saget. It was, really hit me hard. And so I, I worked hard on a Danny Tanner episode list uh, that I think you guys should check out. If you want some good episodes of full house that are very Bob Saget heavy. So check that out. It's linked in my Instagram. Uh, that, that is the thing I've written recently that I have put the most heart into. I knew you were, you had to be a real full house, like deep in it. If you were able to put that article together, it's really well done. Uh, so everybody go check that out. Um, Jamie tweeted the link. So I suggest going to hit up at Jamie cinematics and going to find that. Uh, that's probably the fastest way to find that article. Um, Jenna. Um, I totally agree. Go read Jamie's article. Cause it was very well done. Um, go watch peacemaker tomorrow. The first three episodes are so much fun. The entire show is just so great. And um, I did the junket and I have interviews that are posting the rest of this week. I got to talk to James Gunn, which was still so surreal to be able to say. Um, so, yeah, I'm going to be sharing some of that on my Twitter and on comicbook.com later. So follow me at Hey, it's Jenna Lynn. Yeah, those interviews are also going to be publishing on the comicbook.com YouTube channel. So you can watch them in their entirety. And they're also already in some articles if you can find them on the site. Um, so Peacemaker tomorrow. Yeah, Jenna's done a great job covering that. Um, all right, guys, that is season two, episode one of phase zero. Thank you all so much for joining us next week as the rankings. I promise you, listen, the, the elusive trivia episode will happen sometime. I see the request for it in the chat. That's just like going to take a lot of production. Uh, and Cam Hayward is still playing in the NFL playoffs. So like, he's not really available to join us on the celebrity team. So we got to, we'll probably wait till the NFL season is over or the Steelers are eliminated, but I hope they go really far for him. Uh, I want him to succeed. So uh, thank you so much for listening uh, and supporting. And if you have friends who are like, yo, what Marvel stuff is coming out this year? What should I watch? Send them this episode. 
I have a feeling this will be one of the episodes that gets a lot of listens because a lot of people are going to come back to it over the next few months as we get ready for a big year of Marvel stuff, just with a little bit of time to get there. I hate being patient, but Captain America says we have to do it. All right, y'all. Thank you so much. Love you 3000. See you a week from today.